This is Politics on Fire, the podcast about how our political division is destroying our democracy. I'm Dr. George Flynn. I'm a physician, broadcast station owner, and businessman, but I'm not a politician. We'll learn how politics is on fire and what you can do about it to keep it from destroying our democracy. Welcome to the show. Things in the past and in the present, and some about the future. Growing up in Memphis area, you know, Tipton, Lauderdale, Shelby, Fayette County, I ran around a lot in the Western Tennessee area just to know what was going on. And when I was going up, growing up here, I found that everything was safe. I didn't feel, you know, safe, felt safe running around and growing up as a kid, coming in at dark, you know, just because it was dark, you couldn't play anymore. You came in for dinner. And at night, we'd leave our doors unlocked and our windows up because had no air conditioning and it was hot in the summer. And when I first got a car, I'd leave the car keys in the car and the car unlocked so I wouldn't lose the car keys. No one ever thought about car theft. We didn't think about violent crime. And today we do. <clears throat> What's changed? Well, several things have changed. People have grown up. People have found that they can get away with things. And it's just the police system is not working. The judicial system is not working. Nothing seems to be working. There is a basic problem. Education doesn't seem to work. So what is it? What do we do? How do we get back to our normal, safe lives so we can enjoy safety and enjoy getting along with our lives as we wish to live them? <clears throat> Living, working, you know, worshiping, however we want to. And what's happened to our, our area? We've always had the same area. We've always had the same businesses. You know, so we get new ones. Some go away. Some stay. It's it's very interesting. Memphis is a, I would say, an area of innovation. We've got a lot of innovative people that have come here or that have grown up here and formed a lot of major changes in the world. Holiday Inns, Federal, Federal Express. We've got all kind of very innovative people. Stax Records. I mean, we've got a lot of the musicians. We've got a lot of the entertainers, the writers. We've got novelists that come from here. We've got business people. We've got worship leaders. You know, we, it's just amazing what's come out of Memphis. And the surrounding areas, I mean, you know, we're looking at just a few examples. Nutbush, Tina Turner came out of Nutbush. And we have, it's just amazing what's happened and what's happened to us now. We fear going out. We fear we're going to be shot at some random shooting. No one wants to go out at night to even the grocery shop. 
I was talking to several people and said, I'm not going out grocery shopping at night. And some are even trying to order online and get the groceries delivered to them because it's just affected everything. And then you see online people don't want to come to Memphis. They're saying, oh, it's too dangerous. Don't go there. And it's affecting our tourism. It's affecting internally. It's affecting our businesses because we don't want to go out and shop. We don't want to go to the malls. We don't want to go anywhere. Don't want to fill up with gas because of violence, violent crime. There are things that we can do. There are people that are trying their best. No one knows what to do. On the newscast, you'll see violent crimes and then you'll see uh, leaders throwing up their hands saying, what do we do? And it's just a very frustrating situation for a lot of people. First of all, I've got some solutions. And I think the first thing we need to do is make sure even the pandemic has sort of decreased the amount and the number of people going to churches. I think we ought to go to church first. I think we ought to pray over the situation, but it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. Praying over the situation just gets it in your head that, and then you'll be led. When it's in your head, you will be led to do something. And the key to it is follow the leading. Follow the leading of what to do, when to do it. And part of that is once you, once you are led to either do something, form a movement, figure out what's going on, it, start, it starts with education. We know that. And we, so everybody must be educated. All the kids, they deserve this education. Once they're educated, they'll be able to get a great job. There are companies out there trying to hire all the time. Once they get the great job, get the great benefits, get the great pay, they don't need to revert to crime. And we need families, families to raise kids. Now, certain ones, they cannot do it. And that's where we need to step in and help. There are all kind of organizations where you can mentor a child. You can help a child and help them with their education and mentor them if they're having trouble uh, learning something. We had that in the past and we can have it today. We had a mentoring service founded by a late friend of mine, Charlie McVean, and he began this at East High School where uh, you would have seniors that were paid to mentor the younger students. It worked. And I hope this kind of movement does not stop. So that, that's addressing education a little bit. You may be led to do even more. There are people that are anxious to help young business people, entrepreneurs, get their business off the ground, get going. And it's very interesting that there's so much knowledge out there 
that we're not utilizing? What should we do to assist everyone else? Because I think that's one of the main things in life. You just want to make a difference. And that's why I have run for office in the past. And you just want to make that difference. But I want you to know that there's certain things that we can do. We can absolutely demand, because we need it, monies coming back in our federal taxes to help us. And this, you know, monies are allocated for this. We need to advocate for those congressional tax dollars to be allocated to Shelby, Tipton, Lauderdale, Fayette County, all of the areas that in Western Tennessee that need this help. Now, what will we do with the dollars when we get them? What, what to do? Well, first of all, hire more police. Have more police on the street, more police presence on the street. People are thinking about this. There are good people out there working on this, but it takes dollars. That's exactly what it takes. And the federal dollars are there for us to apply for, to ask for these dollars to come back here. Because we've got a problem. We've got a crime problem. And part of the government is supposed to have domestic tranquility. Domestic tranquility. I mean, it's supposed to protect us from enemies foreign and within. And we've got a group of enemies within that we need to be protected against. So how do we do this? Get the federal tax dollars back into Shelby and Tipton and Lauderdale and Fayette counties. And make sure that those tax dollars are used to hire more highway patrol, hire more police, local police, and have a bigger police force. Right now, I know in Memphis we're short a lot of policemen, a lot of police officers. And we need those. We need police officers. We need to hire and train and make sure that these police officers have the support that they need and have the respect that they need because they need to do their job. And one other thing we can do, we hear a lot about it, rape kits. They're not being processed very fast. Well, there's a plan right now to begin to process them uh, that will take another two years. So I think we need to figure out a way to process these kits more rapidly. Whether we have to outsource them, process them in other areas, that's fine. Whatever it takes, we just need to get them processed so that we know who the criminals are. And we put the criminals in jail. And violent criminals, I'm saying, need to serve 100% of their sentence. No early outs nothing, 100% of their sentence, and that will deter a lot of possible violent crime. So more police, 100% of the time, serving for violent criminals. More rape kit, uh, rapid, rapid results from that. And then a more efficient judicial system, a more efficient court system, so that there's not a backlog, so that 
a trial comes up two to three years after the crime and the person stays in jail for two to three years, even if it's one year staying in jail, it's too much. We need to go ahead and get these folks, you know, properly tried and either found innocent or convicted, but they need rapid justice. And that's part of, part of the American system is a rapid judicial system. And we have lost this. And it's going to take dollars to hire more personnel to have the court system work more efficiently and more rapidly. It's only fair to all. It's fair to the accused. It's, a fair, it's fair to the accusor. And let's, let's get this system right again because it is not going smoothly now. We can admit that. And there are things we can do to fix it. But I'm asking you first, and it may sound, it may sound ridiculous. I'm asking you to pray about it. It's the first thing you do. And go where you're led. If you're not led to do anything, you have done your duty to pray about it. But I'm pretty sure you're going to be led to do something. And when you're led to do something, just like I've been led to do things, and I do them. And whether or not they work out, you, you've been led to do it, you have done your best to do it, and then it's all in his hands. Whatever, you, whatever comes out, it's in his hands. You don't need to worry about it. You've done your part. If you prayed about it, if you've been led to do something about it, and you do that to the best of your ability, don't worry about the results. You've done your part. And that's what I want you to think about, looking at it that way. And remember, pray with someone else. When two or more are gathered together, you know, Make sure you have a prayer partner when you do this because our area needs this. Our area needs a prayer group. And I don't mean a prayer group that just goes and has their prayers and then goes away. I'm saying two or three people and do whatever you're led to do. Thank you for being a part of Politics on Fire podcast. I'm Dr. George Flynn. And I ask you to subscribe for early notification of each new podcast. Of course, your comments are always welcome. Thank you.